last time on Roll for Distraction. Wonderful, you're all back. The sun truly shines on us this day. <laughs> so, getting to the mansion, uh, you are brought into the dining hall. Not enough seats for everyone, but... I sit on Umak's lap. Crassus, Crassus, would you uh, step forward, please? Yes, mistress. Uh, so this character is Elise. She is my second PC from our uh, Tomb of Annihilation campaign. Taking it upon herself to uh, lock away certain high-danger items in multiple uh, towers within the astral plane. One thing that I have been wanting for a long time is an owlbear companion of my own. I work at a museum, and I would like something that I can bring back and showcase. Right now, I do not have a request, but shall we say an IOU? You rest for the night and wake up the following morning. Into the woods we go. You get to a larger stone structure that has no roof, but taller, stouter walls. There are two owlbears and a nest that you think has two cubs in it. As well as, in the other side of the room, an arched doorway with a sealed iron door. Huh. Oh boy. Okay. Roll initiative. Uh, First up is Clark Domaticus. The first bear appears to take the brunt of it. Yeah, I'll just do a magic missile. It does. Simple. Oh, okay, great. (laughs) So after 20 minutes of it dashing down, it comes out to a very large cavern. And in the center of it appears to be a black stepped structure. A ziggurat? A ziggurat. There seems to be no markings anywhere, but directly above you, you see an extremely faded carving of a hand. Oh, I don't like that. With an eye in it. I don't like that oh. at all. I don't like that very much. Vecna. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Alex's face. That's an evil. Yeah, this is, uh... In the center of the room sits a pedestal with a jar filled with greenish fluid and an eyeball floating in it. That's not good. Cirilla, as your mage hand picks up the jar, the eye turns to look at you. And it maintains eye contact with you until you put it in the bag. Like a kid turning off the lights in the basement and running out. I go, let's 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 go. (laughs) Okay, all right, everybody. Shut up. It's episode eight. Uh, what happened last time? We oh orphaned boy. some owl bears. <laughs> Real quick, just for for audience reference, we were filming this immediately the day after the last one, so it's very fresh for us, even though it may not be for you. Carry on though. Uh, last time, the party arrived at Candlekeep and began the meetings of paying their debts for the rescue. Upon entering their secret mansion. They were greeted by a mysterious woman at their dining table, who turned out to be the employer of Crassus, Silice, the powerful wizard who has a secret vault of arcane artifacts on the astral plane. 
So everyone sat down at the table, and uh, Gek chose to do this pro bono because he uh, got a lot of money out of Lich in the dark place, as he said. Vanya is doing it in exchange for one owlbear. Dragedorn is doing it in exchange for a historical artifact of some significance. Morkior is doing it in exchange for labor. The party will help him for a week. And Selyse uh, is asking for a favor at a later date. So the party rested for the night, and the following morning set out on their hunt for an owl bear and possibly an artifact for Dragon. Got out there, found owl bear tracks, tracked them to an abandoned village. <laughs> excuse me. Ooh, fine. <laughs> no excuse. Upon arrival at the village, Zidra's turned invisible and scouted it out. There were two adult owl bears and visibly two owl bear cubs in the basement of the temple in this town center. Also in the basement, heavy iron doors that Zid decided would be important to check first. Opening them and proceeding down the stairs for ten minutes before turning back and saying, these go far, and consulting with the party. They went pretty far. Uh, they successfully hatched the plan of using some meat to lure an owl bear. It succeeded, but they then proceeded to throw a bag over its head and started to scream, so they woke up, and they had to kill the parents anyway. They killed the adult owl bears, but did secure all three cubs, not just the two that they saw. They entered the staircase and proceeded down for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour before they finally reached the bottom in which was a massive chamber with glowing lichen and vines on the walls, the center of which stood a large black ziggurat, the site of a battle of some kind, covered in skeletons of many dead from a long ago. After ascending the pyramid and looking at the underside of the covered top, the party saw a hand, a left hand, with an eye in its palm, and after some discussion and recollection, Vecna, the symbol of the evil god of secrets. They proceeded down the stairs and around the back to a door, opening to a chamber inside. The party saw, on a pedestal, in a jar, in thick green fluid, an eyeball floating there, menacingly. He's just floating there. Menacingly. Uh, as well as several menacingly. other historical artifacts, and after some serious debate and contemplation, the party opted to grab the eyeball, grab an artifact for Drage, and make their way back up the stairs away from this likely evil cursed place. So they found themselves immediately in front of the iron door, and when they looked back down, the staircase descended 30 feet and ended at an uncut stone wall. And that's where we left off. Uh, then we called Thoradin. Then you called Thoradin. I forgot about that. And said... We need <laughs> said, We gotta talk. We gotta talk. <laughs> we'll be there in an hour. <laughs> You're standing in a in a staircase with a closed iron door. We go through the door. Yes. We leave, panicked. We we bag up the owl bears because we have to. You, you owl up the bags, bears. Get on the sending stone. Inform Thoradin that we are returning. And we need to reconvene the council. <laughs> <laughs> because we just got, we made a a horrifying discovery. The beacons, the beacons are green. Thorden, Thorden, we had an oopsie. It's, it's <laughs> a level ten. Yeah, we didn't really fuck team. anything up. 
didn't really have an oopsie. We didn't do anything wrong. Quick, someone poke their eye out and put it in. No. No. That would, that would be an oopsie. Oh no, I tripped and fell and this eyeball replaced my own. <laughs> I pushed my current eyeball back further it, into it my head. head. Oh no, step eyeball, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. Uh, I've made it worse. I've said so You've made much it worse. It's and in. there's it's in the, the line. There goes the line. Did you see it as you passed it? <laughs> and title card. That's not going to be the no, title. No, it's not going to be the fucking title. No, no, no one, one would understand no that, and YouTube that. would flag it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and then we we power walk back to Candlekeep. Okay, who, who has the the jar? It is in a bag Me. of holding, I believe. Yes, yes it's in, in Crassus' yes. bag of holding. Does anything happen on our way back? Or uh, no, your trip back nice is uneventful. No wildlife approaches you. You don't even hear any. For some reason... Oh, I love that. Uh, nah, like, you hear, like, bugs and birds, but, like, nothing larger is near you. It's it's pretty quiet. Okay, good. Well, I will say the owlbears are probably screaming, so they probably Yeah, they're not having a good out. time. They're they're repelling most terrestrial life. Yeah. They're Screaming owlbear babies. babies. Um, it's extraterrestrial life I'm worried about, John. <laughs> Um, you receive a response from Thoradin. Okay, I've reconvened them. What's the matter? Uh, can't say outside. Too important. Uh, you get no response. Uh, you approach Candlekeep. You are let in, you are let in the gate. Okay, good. Thoradin, uh, is informed of your arrival and meets you before you reach the mansion. What's the matter? What happened? Come on back to the mansion. We'll, we'll show you. It's uh, we, we discovered something in the ruins out there. What could you possibly found in the ruins of a random village ten miles from here? Evil. <laughs> Evil. You'll be just as fucking surprised as we were, trust me. Okay. And you proceed to go back. You enter the entry hall in the dining room. Um, he reconvened everyone. Celise, Vanya, Gek, Morkior, and Drage are all sitting there. Uh, so Drage pipes up. That was quick. What did you find? Uh, uh, you know what? Everyone voice your own characters. Uh, back so soon. I believe you brought me something. What did you bring me? Um. A thing? <laughs> good news and bad news. Let's do good news first, because it won't result in an incredibly long conversation. And, for, and then I untie the bags with the owl bears. Oh no, they—that's—that's that's noticed pretty quick. You're carrying 120 pounds yeah. of owl bear. Yeah, I just <laughs> dump them out onto the table. There you go. There you go, guys. You're free. Be at least a little nicer to them, won't you? Sorry, in a rush. All right. And Vani, Vani's gonna just like pet the babies, and they're gonna—they're gonna calm down. Because due to your affinity, know. they are already like on you. The one I of them is mom. like sitting in your lap. The other two are on the table just like oh the i am mom now they have they are mine these are my babies violet klaus and sunny uh and then i'll reach into my uh not bag of holding pull out a really fancy dagger plop that down on the table and be like there you go drage and what's its origin tell me a little bit about this where did it come from where to go where to come from cotton eye joe that's the bad news yeah <laughs> Where it came from is the bad news. Do I want this in my possession or not? Well, okay, so the da the dagger appears to be safe. Uh, it's not cursed uh, or It anything. is magical oh. in that it is, like, so it doesn't rot. Okay, so in 
the cave we found the owl bears in, there was a locked gate that we opened and descended into a long staircase that reached down into what appeared to be some sort of evil temple. And we found this. Crassus, would you do us the honors? Uh, Crassus will very, very carefully and almost like terrified um, reach into the bag of holding. And um, the entire time he's just kind of like, his eyes are flitting back and forth between all the really powerful people. Like As you reach into the bag and your fingers connect, the jar is cold to the touch and you feel very uncomfortable touching it, but that's it. He's just gonna pull it out and just kind of put it on the table very carefully, step back, and uh, he, he just looks at- Selyse uh, sits Selyse. up in her chair. Worker just goes, wow, what is it? Z- Zidrus will do a, a minor illusion of a, a piece of paper with the Vecna symbol on it and go, on the ceiling of the chamber, there was this. And he snaps his fingers. Selyse is casting. Selyse and Thorodin are casting Identify. They both put a hand to the jar. Wait, why can they only touch the jar and cast Identify? We're getting there. Uh, they've identified this is a jar. <laughs> yes, we had that problem as well. None of us wanted to open the jar. Selyse so, so didn't return here uh, alone. Um. She would have returned with Vorn, having been called back immediately. And the moment she uh, should explain real quick. She reacts to seeing Vorn. Shut the... up, real, real quick, real quick. Vorn is a shield guardian, which is like just a very, very loyal type of golem, who we found also in Tomb of Annihilation in that campaign. He's he's still with Celise. Carry on. Um, Vorn would immediately go into almost like a defensive posture and step up immediately behind her, ready to attack anything that tries to attack her. Well, someone's gonna do it eventually, and she opens the jar, reaches her hand in. She could just put a finger in, she doesn't even need to take it out. And makes contact with the eye, and then pulls her hand back. Yep, that's, that's, that's what I think it is. That is... And she sort of recomposed herself. It's like, Crassus, you've never seen her have a reaction to anything like that. Thoradin, don't touch it. It, it's what it looks like. Oh boy. Oh fuck. And you brought it in here. So Drage pipes up. It's the eye it's of Vecna. The eye of Vecna. It was incredibly unguarded. One locked door. Were, were it perhaps sealed away more efficiently, we could have left it where it was, but um, somebody was going to find it eventually, figured better to bring it to anywhere other than at the bottom of an unguarded staircase in the middle of the woods. How powerful is Thornton? Uh, Maybe like a fifth level wizard. Selyse will uh, say to the party... This is not an item that we should leave out here in the open, even within this magical mansion. I highly suggest we get this to a more secure location. What about destroying it? Is that a possibility? Celise might know that. 
Celise will say. Hey, am I can, am I now allowed to view the what's actually written for the Eye of Vecna since technically Celise identified it? Yes. Uh, so Celise will speak up. The hand and the eye can both be destroyed, but when destroyed, they just reappear in a vault somewhere else. Likely how it ended up where we found it. Very much so. Hard to say how long it was there. Probably not terribly long. Like I said, it was... Nobody knew. I mean, it's not far from... A few miles from Candlekeep. It's a pretty well-populated, well-traveled area. Can't have been there too long. If there were an original source of some kind that we can destroy, which would prevent it from reappearing? You can permanently destroy them by putting both of them on the same person, summoning Vecna and killing them. Oh! Lovely. Which I do not recommend. Yeah, I no, volunteer's mm. tribute. Not. I volunteer's tribute. No, no. you don't. <laughs> Morkior, can you make a history check? Tell me, do I know where the 28? Because it's your personal history, yes. You you know where the hand is. Uh, So, the hand. I know where that is. Where is it? So, now, uh, now I'll do that recap, because this was yep. the campaign that I DM'd. Mm-hmm. Some minor spoilers for Descent into Avernus that may not even come up in your game, depending on how your DM runs it. Um, and also, and then also spoilers oh, for right. Critical Role, but that's been out for a while, so uh, you know. Fuck you. Um, Don't watch them; they're stupid. No, they're great. We can't bash <laughs> other podcasts. No, the, there are competitors. We can't say good things no, about no. them. Matt, come Look, on the show. If please. we get to the point where we're competitive <laughs> with them, I would love that. Um, anyway. <laughs> The Hand of Vecna is currently in the possession of a character named Arkhan the Cruel, who is a dragonborn servant of Tiamat, the evil goddess of dragons. And it's in- Oh, that guy has it? Yeah, it's in Avernus, yeah. it's, in, it's in hell. It's his left hand. Oh. He has replaced his left hand oh. with it in an effort to uh, control it and use it in service to Tiamat. You know, debatable how well that's going, but it's, it's far away. Yeah, so Morkier would know, like, oh, I've seen a green zombie hand attached to somebody's left hand. Because you were there. You, you, we met Arkan briefly in that campaign. And we didn't kill him, so it's probably still there in Avernus. So yeah, that's where the hand is. I don't think you want to go there to get it. No. Hey, uh, Morkior, Morkior. Drage was why there is this? Why has this never come up before? Listen, I just thought he had a gross hand at first. Yes. Fair. That's why. Salise is just gonna be shaking her head at this exchange, and she'll just be like, "Let's get back to the topic, for lack of a better word, at hand." So they're all like, "Call us when Vecna shows up," and they're all going to to Pete to like. I'll hold you to that. (laughs) At that point, please do. Uh, They're just gonna walk out. So Salise stands at the table. Crassus, you do not have a choice in this. You are going to come with me, no matter what. Uh, the rest of you, Thoradin, are they in service to Candlekeep, or can they come and go as they please? We never signed anything. <laughs> they can come and go as they please. They, uh, they're associates, but they don't work for us. It doesn't matter. So I can't speak for the whole party, but I do want to help with this. So, I request all of you to help me secure this item. Has it ever been on the material plane? Has it ever been exposed on the material plane? 
does the temple we found the temple we found it in might have been extra dimensional but it we never took it out of the bag uh between there and here it's been in the bag since we took it off its pedestal that's good okay that's good and you put it in the bag of holding in that room yes correct and you didn't take it out until you were in this alternate plane yes also correct put it back in the bag Cross is like opens the bag on the table sideways, turns the jar sideways, like rolls it into the bag, like very gingerly. Entirely possible that Celise is now doing the the professor, like I'm lecturing you, steeple, with her hands. It's entirely possible that no one knows it's been found yet. We should keep yes. it that way. I request that you assist me in getting this into one of my vaults. Clarktomanic is, is very uh, wishy-washy about this, but he he's willing to overlook the fact that this is a vampiric creature for the sake of getting rid of an evil artifact. She is also angelic. That's why he's conflicted. <laughs> I think it would be in the best interest of everyone, including my people, to have this thing sealed away, so yes. We leave in 12 hours. Get anything that you need to take, prepare however you feel. If anyone needs to do any shopping around, at least one of us should stay here with the bag. Mm, yes, I will do shopping with my nine silver. <laughs> it's now 12 hours later. What happens? All right. Grab everything that you care about. We're leaving. Celise holds out her hands. Join hands. Thoradin? Kumbaya. Uh, if anything should happen involving a certain organization... Uh, please keep me informed. And all of you, in a snap, are in a different room. In a snap, we're turned oh. to dust. <laughs> the end. Five years later. Where are we at, though? You are in a tower. Ooh, can I describe it? Yes. Alright, so, all of us find ourselves in a octagonal spire if you will you can't see what's on any of the floors above you and That's how currently work. where mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> um currently where we teleported it appears that there's a solid floor but you can see just a slight enough gap um if if you're you're paying attention enough and as we uh appear within this room, Celise will turn to you all and be like, hold on, and the floor will start to descend. Oh. Are we in the haunted mansion? The the octagonal room where the floor sinks and are there there paintings that grow? (laughs) No. Okay. Um, and as you watch, the floor just drifts down, passing by multiple levels, and you notice uh, if you're looking about There are multiple Warforged throughout these floors, and all turn and just watch as you descend deeper, deeper. Are there any windows? Deeper. Nope. Windows are structural weaknesses. There there are no structural weaknesses (laughs) in this bitch. Until finally, approximately four floors down, the elevator comes to a stop in another octagonal room with four doors 
And down on this floor, there are approximately 15 Warforged, one of which you recognize as Delta, all waiting in front of the northern door. And as you reach the bottom floor, they all step forward, and Delta will walk up and be like, Hello again. Seems you have stirred up more trouble. Mistress, the chamber is prepared. If you'll follow us. I'd say rather than stirred up, we dug it up, but continue. Not even dug, just bound. Fell ass backwards into possession yeah. of. Rolled uncomfortably down the stairs. You head past the three teams of Warforged down a hallway. And at the end of this hallway is a large stone door, round stone door, vault door, that Celise walks up to, presses a hand to the center of, holds, and then you see arcane runes slowly grow out from the center until the entire door is glowing and covered in runes and sigils. It's beautiful. The door then proceeds to roll out of the way and reveals a vault with a jet black room and a pedestal in the center of it. Almost, It's almost difficult to distinguish the walls from the floor from the ceiling. Like It's so dark that you almost can't see the lines of the corners of the room. This almost looks like where we found the eye. Yeah. Well, the material has a a natural anti-magic to it. It helps with it helps with blocking being observed. Where's my land boat? <laughs> probably back at Candlekeep. That's still a Candlekeep. It also probably would not work in this anti-magic room. Just saying. Uh, as you enter the room, you do feel any magic items that you're attuned to stop working. Oh man, my fancy ring. No, I just got the staff. Oh no, my hat of disguise. Oh wait. At which point the bag of holding just kind of poof. Oh. Everywhere. You feel it you feel it get heavier. <laughs> it's like, oh, and it's like the size of it kind of puffs up a little bit because of what you have in it. Luckily, you didn't have everything in it. I don't know how that works putting a bag of holding in an anti-magic. Let's just go with that. Does. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Enough. Uh, then it just explodes if there's too much right. shit in it. If there's enough to tear the bag, <laughs> then it tears the bag. But if there's not, then it just suddenly it weighs yeah. whatever it weighs. Crassus, put the jar on the pedestal. Yes, ma'am. And Crassus will uh, very carefully extricate the jar from the bag, put it down, and very quickly back away. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, let me show you to your new course. Will we be staying a while? A lot of people want that eye. Yeah. Some for the right reasons, like myself, but I just don't see eye to eye with them. <laughs> and some, some for the some for the wrong reasons to use it. We can discuss all of this if you would like, but for now, let me just show you to where you'll be staying. You can stash your belongings, uh, and you go back to the elevator and go up several floors. All the way up, in fact. All the way up? Okay. All the way. Well, Go. All, all the way out of the the vault sections. So those those five layers are actually like 
all the vault is down below, and then up above is everything else. Okay, you rise all the way up past where you started, and there are windows here. Cool. Out into what looks like a rather pleasant courtyard. Is the sky sky? The sky is not sky. (laughs) You walk out the doors to this courtyard and look up. The sky is purple. Oh, wow. And there's a lot of just weird stuff in the distance. It's weird. You don't like it. Uh, right. Have any of you ever been on the astral plane before? Citrus will say probably at some point, but I probably forgot about it. No. We'll unpack that later. What? Okay. I mean, I understood, but I don't understand why. Astral plane. All right. <laughs> it looks like the a, a nebula almost, but then there's like other rocks and shit flying off yes. in the distance. Proceeding across the courtyard into a larger building, these four rooms to the left will be for you. You will each have your own private quarters. Uh, there is a communal space here. Uh, the four rooms on the other side are currently unoccupied. Five rooms. There's five of you. <laughs> I mean, Crassus would have his own room already. I guess power. I knew that, and that's why I said it like that. And uh, <laughs> yes, that's um, hard, even for level twenty wizards. Make yourselves at home. I-, I pull the sending stone out of my pocket, and I just go. I assume this won't work. Correct. The entire complex is warded against unfiltered detections and messages. Make yourselves at home. Dinner's in two hours. So, Crassus, want to tell us about this place? This is one of a number of facilities uh, Lady Salise manages and secures. Some rather unsavory entities, oddities, calamities. You'll be safe here. Um, Do not attempt to go back into the vault. Uh, well, I certainly don't want that thing. Yeah, no. Task forces defending it will not take kindly to intruders and will utilize judicious amounts of force. I, I, I know. We're not thieves. That's fancy speak for kill on sight. Yes. Wow, look at the rogue saying he's not a thief. <laughs> I got one level, okay? I'm a spy. Alright, I have, have some dignity. I'm a fucking spy. <laughs> you realize that's... Spy, man, you have no you realize that's worse, right? That's, yes. That's worse, right? <laughs> like... Other than that, stay away from the edges. You do not want to fall off the island. What happens if we do fall you off the island? You will float forever. Oh. Yes. You float through the astral, astral sea until you hit something or die. I've been Start. falling yeah. for 30 or minutes. something else finds you. It will keep going until it hits something. Sir Isaac there, Newton Isaac is the deadliest son of a bitch in space. <laughs> Someone will have a bad day. Not today, not tomorrow, maybe in a thousand years. <laughs> we love a good Mass Effect quote. Continue. So should we all just decide to like, narrate how we pass two hours? Yes. Until our meeting. So I guess Zidrus will kill his two hours by probably just like chilling in that, that courtyard with his journal 
and just noting the shit that floats by. Because <laughs> there's, there's a lot of shit. A lot of weird stuff floats by in the astral plane. Is that is that the tomb of annihilation? <laughs> right? Is that the entire tomb of annihilation? Oh, look, a dead beholder. Oh, is that a dead god? No, and that's an entire city. Dad? <laughs> I'm gonna I think I'm gonna hang with these guys and like cloud watch. They're not actually clouds, but that's the best way I can describe it. Nebula gaze. Yeah. <laughs> Clark is gonna pout because there's no sun in this area and he's annoyed. By there's it. thousands of suns. It's not the real sun. <laughs> it's not, it's not my sun. <laughs> it's not Lathander's sun. I'm gonna take note of all the windows <laughs> and where they are. <laughs> How jumpable they look. How jumpable they look. What's gonna mysteriously be broken by the end of this. <laughs> see what's on the other side to see if I'll fall off the edge. Pretty <laughs> much just walking down the halls, like lightly knocking on the windows. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, this one's pretty thick. <laughs> He's gonna tap and it's like, oh, oh god. Yeah. That sounds like, like stone. It's like eight inch thick ballistic glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, des it's designed to stop him. I do a light I do a light rounds. head bonk on one of the windows just to see how it how much it hurts. It's it hurts. You're a warforge down the hall, glass. cut it out. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we heard about you. Don't be doing any window jumping. Meat bag. Or so help me. And you see Umak like walking away, like scratching his arm feverishly. Need a window. Need a window. Need a window. <laughs> I gotta jump. I gotta jump. I gotta jump. Two hours later. Two hours later. Yeah. We all just, just. Everyone want to do one of those? No, I got it. Two hours later. Two hours, hours later. 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 All right. Now, now I'll layer all six of those together. Two, Two hours, hours later. 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 Dining hall. Crassus, take us there. Dining hall? Crassus, take us there? Uh, as you enter through the large double doors, there is a dining table set for all of you. Uh, there appear to be Warforged filling it with food. And it is, albeit not like a banquet, there is a good amount of food and quality looking food set on this table. Uh, and at the head, farthest from the door, you see Silice sat in her simple, but bigger than the rest chair. I suppose it's time I give you your first mission for me. Well, your mission to cover your IOU for me. Right. Yes. One of my prisons has been compromised. I need you to fix it. Mm -hmm. The whole prison or a particular prisoner? Well, it is the whole prison, but it's not what you're thinking. It's smaller than it's um, a dozen or so entities have escaped. Alien hunting! Alien hunting! I can get you there directly from here, after you eat and rest and are all prepared and ready to go. And we'll call it even. I may even reward you, depending on how little you damage the structure, or how many of the prisoners you can recapture as opposed to just destroy. I'm an illusionist, ma'am. I don't do a lot of damage. Good. Good. Um, eat, enjoy, and drink some beer, Mary. In the morning, you have a lot of work to do. Hello, audience. This is Alex V from the future. 
We recorded this episode in two sessions and John messed up his audio in the second recording. It's not bad but it's definitely worse. We'll try to avoid it happening again, thank you for your understanding. Some time passes, and after you all finish eating and conversing, uh, Celise ushers you up to a adjacent room, and there is a table off to one side of it with maps laid out. Uh, two of the detention blocks hold goblins and hobgoblins. Another holds specters and gazers. Baby beholders. Uh, and yes. What are they beholding? The inside of a cell. There are humans held in two of the blocks, and the sixth is empty. On the next layer below that... Do you want to actually tell us all this, or there is a let detention. us do, like, discover it? Okay. Yes, this is information you're being told. This is information you're being t- It's her prison facility, she I knows mean, what's guess, in yeah. it, she's giving you a briefing. Uh, the next detention block is... Uh, one of the three is Mimics. All right. The other is... It would appear we do not have in, we do not have complete documentation beyond this. Oh, oh. that's odd. Somebody's in trouble. Quite. So we don't know we don't know what's in the basement. And I do not have uh, that is where the report cuts off. They're supposed to update this, and the this one is unfinished. The last one I received uh, twenty four hours ago was unfinished. Oh, so. that's great. Crassus will raise his hand, um, Mistress. So what 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 kind of reinforcements and. Um, guards are currently at the facility that we know are alive. Uh, there should be approximately, and she does some quick math, two dozen construct guards and ten living guards of various races and types, as well as two additional large construct guards for the lowest level. Hopefully, the lowest level is reached. Yeah, we don't have that kind of luck. Neither do I. And Celise just sort of looks down for a minute. Okay, well, here's the teleportation server. It'll take you to the center of the entry level of the facility. So, go on in. Oh, wait. And she hands you a black box. About six inches by four inches by four inches with some knobs and dials and like crystals and things jutting out of it. It's a communication device. Cool. Please keep in touch with me as you go, if possible. Alright. It's a old timey cellular device. This is a funny looking sending stone. Well, good luck. And she snaps her fingers and you are now in a dimly lit room, only red lights everywhere and just faint sirens sound like they're coming from below you. Oh. Did anybody see the new yeah. scary Stop. stories to tell this... in the dark? I think it's more like that episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, looking around the room, all of you have dark vision. You see that all of the doors are sealed, and there are four. Are on this level. they pickable? They appear to be stone sliding doors of some kind. Oh. Uh, can Crassus go up to the door that leads towards the barracks? Uh, you know that the barracks are on... These These two are barracks. This is another door to the command center, which is here. Oh, to the command center? Oh, then I, I, w- I would go to the command command center, probably. 
Can, can we go in? Uh, as you approach... Nope, those doors are sealed. I said the doors are sealed. Why are there seals down here? That's dangerous for them. We should get them out of here. <laughs> Crassus would uh, like to walk up to the door and just pull out his uh, clave and just bang it against the, the door and say, By order of Mist- Mistress Solis, open up. Uh, after a moment, you get a response. There is a little window that opens up on the top of the door. What are you selling? <laughs> oh, I was going to do the Wizard of Oz. It's not, it's not open. There's like glass there, but you can now see through a window. And there is a person standing behind it. I'm not opening this door until you get rid of everything that's on this level. This level is breached. The only secure area is the command center. Clear the floor, and I'll do. And I'll What's open, on this I'll floor? I don't know, but the other team is dead and all over the room. What do you mean you don't know? Don't you work here? Wow, that's. I don't. Yeah, look. you're terrible at your job. They took. They took out the scrying ports for this level. And I don't. We, we John, I can do no the effect. You don't need to cover on, your fucking mouth. We have no visuals on anything on this level or any of the lower levels because they seem to have taken them out. We don't know how, but uh, something caused a failure of our systems and allowed a cascading series of failures. Luckily, all the doors still lock. Crassus will just be like, fine. You guys did a shit job. You know, that really hurts my feelings. Ask him Ask him to open a door. Open the door to the guard quarters. Left or right? Right. Okay. You uh, hear, the, you see the door open. Alright, shall we go clean up this mess? Do we hear anything else? Dead silence. Bird. <laughs> and eyeball bird. Uh, this room appears clean. There are bookshelves, chairs, table, beds. Uh, this room appears to be clean and not filled with dead people. Can I investigate? The room? Yeah. Can I bird investigate, I guess, to see if anything seems amiss? Some of the things in this room, like the nightstand, one of the nightstands and two of the beds, look different. Just a little, just slightly different from the others. Uh, Zidrus has the bird fly back and unwards from it, and he goes, mimics in the bedroom. Seen it a thousand times. <laughs> Eleven times, as a matter of fact. How, how, how do we want to deal with these ones? And how many mimics? How many? At least three. That's at least three, yeah. That That's a lot of mimics. It is, but they're not particularly fast or good at attacking at range. So I say we go in there shoot them with stuff, spells, piss them off, walk backwards, and keep shooting <laughs> them. So, can I have Zidrus stealth up to that corner, fire off like a ray of frost or something, and then uh, just work his way back on this whenever initiative starts, so that the rest sure. of them can blast uh, so it when it comes out. I'm going to take everyone's initiatives. Zid, you are first. Yeah, I'd like to just make a regular stealth check, and then okay. fire a spell from right about here. Alright, so give me a stealth check and that'll be before the attack starts. Yeah, uh, 18. 18. Uh, okay. Nope. Okay. All You're right. good. And then I will uh, fire a ray of frost of nearest. Okay, uh, that would be this bed. 10 cold damage. 
10 cold damage, okay. And combat has begun. That one gets up. One here gets up. Okay, two bits. This nightstand gets up. Okay. And this chair gets up. Okay. Just the chair. Alright, four mimics in the room. And it is their turn. Nope, we're gonna start at the top of initiative. Tumak. Alright, I would like to move... Can I... I would like to shoot at number one. Okay. You can shoot past I'm skinny. It. Just gonna like go over the shoulder. Skinny boy. I'm gonna use my firebolt. Eight damage. Eight damage. Alright. And it is the mimic's oh. turn. They sprout arms and legs and get up and cool. run into you. Oh they're, no, these they're are Dark, Dark Souls, Souls mimics. mimics. They're gonna kick me in the face. Uh, they do only still get one attack, though, so that's gonna be three attacks on the It's 15 damage on the uh, crit. That's like half my health. And eight more damage on the other one. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna do math on the calculator because I'm not smart. I'm at 11 health. Zid, it is your turn. Uh, I'm gonna try Tasha's Mind Whip on the one that's closest to me, the one that's been taking damage. I need a wisdom save. Wisdom? No, I'm sorry, it's intelligence save. Intelligence save, that's a 12. Uh, okay, it fails, it's gonna take... I did I did 3d6 and I got two sixes and a four. Okay. <laughs> so that is... That's number one, you said? Yeah, that is 16 psychic damage. On its next turn, it gets a move, an action, or a bonus action, but not uh, multiple of those things. Um, and then I'm gonna use my bonus action to do my once-a-day free misty step that I can do. Okay. Just get to, like, there, because that's as far as I can see. And then use my movement to be here, next to the man who right. cast the most healing spells. Hi, uh, Cirilla. Yeah, you. Cirilla, you are up. I want to use my first fireball. I know I can't do it from there, but um, would I be able to at least get down there as close as I can, and then Umok scoots over on his next turn, or can he just scoot over now? You can probably see here. Yeah, somewhere over here should be able to hit all them and just barely yep. scratch the door. And for context for the audience, this makes me very happy because the first spell I ever cast in D&D was a very chaotic fireball because I didn't know what I was doing. Okay, so one success, three failures. When I said that's a good roll, it was a nat one. (laughs) All right. 26, 27, plus six. Math. Shit. 33. 33, thank you. Okay. Not bad, actually. And Cirilla's going to be very slightly shocked because that is the first time she has ever cast that spell. And is like, oh. And danger close at that. You were right on the edge. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay. Uh, Your eyebrows are a little little, little uh, thinner. A little singed. That's okay. But you're resistant to fire damage. They're actually okay. (laughs) Right? Tiefling powers. One is dead. Two are not looking great, and one is very, very angry. At me! Uh, Crassus, you are up. Clark, you're on deck. I'm gonna stand right here in the doorway and cast Armor of Agathus. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, that's it. Clark, you are up. Uh, I see, I am surprised to see Zidrus waddle into the room. <laughs> waddle? Died. More um, than half, two-thirds. Yeah, I, I just have a huge nosebleed because I just got fucking roundhouse kicked in the face by a Dark Souls mimic. I'm going to be like, <laughs> um, are you okay, buddy? And then I'm going to no. give him a third-level cure wound. Oh, thank, thank you. That's nice of you. You get 18 health back. Okay, not bad. Puts me at 
29 out of 34, so totally fine. And then, uh, can I use my movement? To get to the door behind Krasis, yeah. He's blocking the doorway. I'm gonna be there to wait to ambush them, and then I guess that's my turn. Umak, you are up. Uh, Mimics, you're on deck. I'm gonna move. Can I move into the room? Can I go past? All right. So I'm gonna use my uh, my book, aka my flail, <laughs> and um, 13 damage to number four. 13 damage to four. Okay. Um, and now my extra attack, 15 damage. Uh, and with that uppercut of your uh, flail, the chair that this mimic was comes apart. <laughs> Dope. You right. <laughs> Uh, it's the mimic's turn. They're each going to get an attack on you. Uh, no. Also no. Uh, Zid, you're up. Alright, uh, now that I'm not uh, severely wounded, can I attack number two from here or no? Or with, not with a projectile, with a line of sight spell. Just something where I have to be able to see them. I'm going to say no from there. Okay, then I will just dash to about here so that I am in position to attack on future turns. Okay. Uh, Cirilla, you are up. Alright. Uh, is here on deck. We're just we're just gonna vicious mock him. Uh, natural twenty. Oh fuck. You care not for your insults. Yeah, do they? Can you even mock them? Do they comprehend a language? So I was thinking of doing they have tachas. intelligence of five. Right. They don't have languages. They don't have languages, so it just fails no matter what. Actually. Uh, Krasis, you are up. Clark, you're on deck. Okay. Um, I will just fire two. Uh. Eldritch Blasts, then. An 11 and an 18. The 11 misses. Four Eldritch Blast damage. Uh, Clark, you are up. Alright, I'm all the way back here. Alright, so... I, I guess I'll toll the dead number two. Okay. Be a 16. 17. You're a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I'll just sit here and twiddle my thumbs. Uh, Umak, you are up. Umak, ASMR session. I'm gonna attack number two. I rolled a natural one. Great. Oh, did you now? <laughs> Lovely. They're both gonna use their reactions to... No more whispering. <laughs> also, this dice is, is exiled. Uh, 17 and 23 to hit? No one, yes. Uh, five piercing damage. Alright, my second attack is going to be a better roll. 10 damage. He's not happy about it, and it's their turn. So we're going to get two attacks on... Hold the line, fighter. (laughs) Uh, 17 and 23, so one hit. Five damage again. Uh, And then... You know what? I'll take it. They're both going to break away. I would give Umak an opportunity attack. 14 damage. Uh, Yeah, and with that, two falls and three runs into the corner of the room so it is now standing on the bed in the corner just kind of howling at you uh zid you're up okay crowded in here huh um can i just get in and then i will do an illusion bolt at number three i will throw a fake flaming knife at it it must make an intelligence save it's not good at those. Yeah, I know. They're kind of dumb. Twelve. Yeah, no, not good enough. So it takes... It's 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 as dumb as a bag of rocks. Ooh, it's like the Owlbear Cup. Ooh, good damage. It's 2d8. I got a 7 and an 8. That's 15. Ow. Ooh. Is it dead? No. Damn. Uh, Cirilla, you are up. Crassus, you're on deck. Alright. Am I able to scoot in there and cast Tasha's? 
Yes. All right. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I would bother because it's, it's so close to dead. I would just damage it. Can I eat the dagger? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Four, five, six. Uh, it is not looking good. Next up is Crassus. Clark, you're on deck. Blast. Okay. The pow. One. <laughs> and eight. Oh, it would have really funny if you said two. <laughs> Uh, Clark, you are up. Umak, you're on deck. Uh, where am I? I'm in the hallway still. Uh, number three's in the corner. Can I get over there? Can That's I scooch three. by? One, corner. two, three, four, five, here now. six. Uh, toll the dead again. Uh, 16. Uh, my DC is a 16. What does that mean? Uh, how we play, that means it, uh, succeeds. Boo. Clark continues to twiddle his thumbs. Uh, Umak, you are up. I can move over to number three and bath it with my book. Okay. Nine damage. Still standing. And then uh, 13 damage. And with that, you bring your flail down atop it and it falls to the ground in a heap. Nice. Umak, can you grab my dagger? I will expend one charge of the, fl- of the thing. Uh, Umak, you get nine health. I will take it. Hey, Zidrus, are you still dying? Is the blood coming out of your body still? <laughs> I'm just I'm just a little sore. I'm missing five health. Any other signs of life? Uh, no. But this okay. is this is the personal quarters of probably the guards that are in the command center. The other one is probably where the dead guards are. All right, I guess we gotta go check those out. I want to cast that again. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure you'll have an opportunity. I know how many mimics are on this floor. You don't. <laughs> it was four. You killed them all. <laughs> but the thought that there are more <laughs> will keep us in suspense. All right. Um, I guess next time we will open another door and uh, kill other things. Yes. Yay. D&D, everybody. Woo-hoo. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening slash watching, everyone. Um, hit the buttons on the page that make the numbers go up so that we receive numbers. Is it okay if I plug my con guest spot? Sure. Yes. Cool. So um, I don't know if if anybody who listens to us is going to be in the Springfield, Massachusetts area this July, but I am an official cosplay guest and judge at the Springfield Comic Con. You can come visit me, Regal Rain Cosplay, at the con. Come join the cosplay contest. I'd love to see everybody. Yeah. What are what are the dates for the con, Alex? At like it is July twenty third and July twenty third okay. only. Just making sure this episode's gonna be out before then. Yes. Oh, it is. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, bye. Roll for Distraction is produced and edited by Alexander Vigna. The show features John Price as the Dungeon Master and Alexandria Holbrook, Gerard Lambrugo, Colin Keating. Brian Graff, and Alexander Vigna as the players. This episode features Discovery Hit, Folk Round, Crowd Hammer, Mountain Emperor, Dragon and Toast, and Sky Cullen by Kevin McLeod, used under the filmmusic.io standard license. This episode features Helium is in High Demand by Tim Kulig, used under the filmmusic.io standard license. This episode features Atmosphere of Intrigue by Brian Holtz Music, 
used under the filmmusic.io standard license. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.